Who has the Yankees voodoo doll, and can you please stop poking it? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gatsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. As always with me, my producer, Steve. Steve, what do we have for everyone today? <laughs> oh, baby, we got a lot going on here today out of nowhere uh so we're answering your questions here in our last segment as we always do on friday just a friendly reminder you can always send in questions to at locked on yankees on our community tab on youtube or of course you can just drop them in any of our episodes throughout the week we are always reading your comments um but of course we gotta start with these injury news there's a million of them stacy so let's just go ahead and run through all the news okay so <laughs> we were joking yesterday that there wasn't enough yankee news and then the Yankee injuries popped up. So running through it in order of importance, I guess, Carlos Rodon, <laughs> elbow strain, that came out on Thursday. Now, Brian Hoke went through everything, and these are expected dates back. So not set in stone, just what he thinks and what the Yankees are kind of thinking could happen. So Carlos Rodon has an elbow strain, not Related to the UCL, we'll get into that a little bit more later. Expected return mid to late April. So, Lou Trevino, elbow ligament sprain, possibly out until May. Tommy Canely has biceps tendonitis. They expect him to return in April. And then the latest injury, because Rodone actually wasn't the latest injury, Harrison Bader was. He tweaked his oblique in the last at-bat of Wednesday's game, got tested on Thursday, didn't have the results back, so we'll find out what that means for him. Uh, so his expected return is TBD because they don't know how serious that oblique strain or discomfort is. So I would say the biggest news, Rodon, because we've been talking about the rotation and who's going to go where. We were talking about who's going to replace Montas, and now <laughs> we need someone to replace Rodone. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting time for the Yankees in the beginning of the season. Now, Rodone said about his injury that he can go out and perform, and he doesn't want to just pitch until the all-star break. He wants to be out there. He said, I'm here to pitch well into October. And whenever this team needs me, if it's October 5th or the ALDS, I'm taking the ball. I want to pitch. So they did an MRI on him. And as I said, it's not related to the UCL because that's the biggest fear when any sort of forearm discomfort comes up with a pitcher. Um, Brian Cashman said about Rodone that he's glad that he said something because we spoke about it on the Montas episode that, you know, when guys don't say things, things get worse. Cashman added, this could have been much worse. Trying to pitch through injuries is not a good thing, especially this time of year. If this was obviously in-season pennant race late in the game, he's probably still up and running. And I think Rodone had a similar injury like this in last season with the giants and he's not going to throw for at least 10 days. And that was beginning yesterday, Thursday. So yeah, this is kind of a big deal, but lucky that it happened now and not later in the season. 
Yeah, we wanted to kind of run down what we feel is going to be the rotation at this point, um, like our projected rotation and then the projected depth. So let's go ahead and run through that now, Stacy. This is how the Yankees look to stack up, barring any other injuries, and if they were to go opening day tomorrow. Um, it looks like, so obviously the top seems fair and, and obvious, but it's Garrett Cole, the one with Nestor Cortez sliding in at two. Of course, he's progressing well and is anticipated to be ready for opening day. Um, Luis Severino in the three spot. Domingo Herman, we anticipate being in the four with Clark Schmidt bringing up the five spot in the rotation. If there are any other injuries, we're looking at this as the depth. And again, this is our projected depth going down to Scranton and seeing uh, what they would have to pull from and what the likely moves would be. Right now, if the Yankees needed an emergency starter, I'd imagine they call it Matt Crook mm -hmm. um, to be the extra guy. He's on the 40-man roster, which is the only reason why I said he would be the emergency guy. Followed by Ryan Weber, the Yankees would have to make a 40-man move to put Ryan Weber on the 40-man. That's why I have Crook ahead of Weber. Then I would put Davey Garcia as the third on the depth. He's a 40-man player. So is Johnny Brito after him. And then if it gets to doomsday at this point, it would be Sean Boyle followed by Mitch Spence, if I had to take a guess, um, as your additional guys that if in the event that Crook, Weber, Garcia, Brito were all down uh, and the Yankees didn't go out and make a free agent signing and fill a roster spot at the 40-man, it would be Boyle and Spence. So... Uh, if you're over on our audio side uh, and that seems like a bunch of gibberish I just read at you, come on over to our YouTube side and also hit subscribe, by the way. Uh, that uh, is all on screen for you. So, again, it goes Cole, Cortez, Sevi, Herman, Schmidt, and then your depth going Crookie, Weber, Davey, Burrito, Boyle, Spence. Again, that's our projected uh, starting five plus depth. Right, because we so, went with a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah, we went with Herman ahead of Schmidt just because Herman has more experience. Schmidt's kind of getting lit up in spring training. Not that that ever really means anything, but his ERA is north of eight right now, and he's not looking great. Um, so, you know, kind of more of a, and you know how the Yankees are with this sort of thing that they go for the more veteran guy. So, it's just kind of funny that we were talking about the rotation and how they needed to fill the five and now it's the four and the five. So they don't even have to fight for those spots anymore. They're, they're kind of like in. Yeah. I think they are in um, just out of necessity. I, I don't necessarily think that means much. I think Schmidt still probably would have been on the opening day 26. Mm -hmm. if I had to venture a guess, even, even now considering this, uh, this injury. And, and how Rodon's not going to make the opening day uh, 26 man. Uh, yeah. I think Schmidt still likely would have been a long man, a long reliever, uh, and an emergency starter. Um, that I, I figured that would be the case with Herman actually getting the five. Um, but again, these are all just our best guesses at what the Yankees are going to end up doing. We do have some depth uh, coming up for our second segment, by the way. Of course, we talked about Harrison Bader, and uh, you know, I mentioned the word doomsday. That would also be part of a doomsday plan if, if Bader ends up being hurt for opening day. We don't know if that's going to be the case as of this record. Who knows? By the time this episode releases, it could have come out already. And uh, you're a glued-in Yankees fan, so you already know that uh, if you're listening to this on a Friday morning. Uh, but we'll have more of the injury news and try and break down what's going on with the bullpen and, of course, in the outfield when we come back.
The NBA playoffs are just around the corner, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So we mentioned quickly Lou Trevino and Tommy Canely are also dealing with injuries. Canely has biceps tendonitis and Trevino's elbow is bothering him, which you don't ever want to hear with a pitcher. He's going to be out, according to Hoke and according to the Yankees, from what they think so far, probably the longest out of most of the guys who were injured. Um, but we're going to kind of not skip over it, but the Yankees have enough bullpen depth to kind of replace those guys it's just you know the only thing that's worrisome is that they have to worry about the starting rotation as well which kind of affects the bullpen but Michael King's back he's pitching well um Wandy Peralta Jonathan Luizaga they're guys that can step in and do things if they need them to but the Harrison Bader thing we joked in an episode earlier this week about Oswaldo Cabrera taking his job we were just joking about it just because Oswaldo wanted to play center field. They put him out there and now Bader tweaks his oblique. And as we said, we don't know what the results of the test are going to be yet. Um, that'll probably come out later on Friday, but we do have an idea of, of what the depth could be behind Bader and for the outfield as a whole. Yeah. This is what I would anticipate happening. So your starters were obviously going to be from left to right, at least from what we feel is judge and left, Bader and center, and Stanton and right. And this is, again, just for your own knowledge. This is not us uh, anticipating Bader's injury being anything that would hold him out of the opening day lineup that we know of at this point of recording. Um, right. But if, if this were the case, let's say Bader does go down, it would probably be judge sliding into center field with Cabrera... I anticipate starting in left. Yeah. Um, with Stanton in right. I mean, or or flip flop them. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever corner outfield spot you want to go with, go crazy. Uh, but I would anticipate Cabrera at this point of spring training being ahead of Hicks in the uh, depth chart. So that would put Hicks as the fourth outfielder at that point. Right now, I feel like he's more of a fifth outfielder. Um, but uh, so Cabrera followed by Hicks. Then, so obviously Cabrera and Hicks are forty man. The other weird one is how Estevan Florial fits into this whole mix. We had a whole episode on Estevan Florial. He is on the 40-man roster and has no minor league options left. So if Bader ends up being injured and not ready for opening day, they take Bader off and have Flo on the 40-man and uh, obviously would have to get rid of him when Bader came back because there's nothing they could do with him. They would yeah. have to uh, put him on waivers at that point. Um, because he has no options. So essentially what no options means uh, to, to the layman on the layman side of thing is you have to be on the major league roster, no ifs, ands, or buts, or you have to be put on waivers. Um, so any team can claim you. Uh, so that that kind of helps out, honestly, Florial a little bit. And then after that, 
again, this is our depth chart. I imagine it's some sort of mixture of whatever flip a coin, Willie Calhoun, Rafael Ortega, and Michael Hermosillo, whoever's playing better at that point. They're all on minor league deals right now, so we'll be starting the season with the scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders. Um, so we'll see if it gets to that point. Um, if Bader obviously isn't hurt, I think Florial is still the odd man out and will likely go to waivers if I had to venture a guess um, and then would probably be picked up by somebody else. Because um, right. it doesn't seem like the Yankees are trying to move Flo at this point, especially now with this Bader news. doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it because let's say Bader goes down and, you know, God forbid Hicks or, or, or Cabrera get hurt, Flo is starting. Um, he's, he's likely the starting center fielder, uh, with judge sliding to left or, or, you know, whatever version you have there. Um, but the depth is still there. Um, I think the Yankees did a decent job of signing some, uh, major league guys for minor league deals. I think Willie Calhoun is probably the most intriguing to me. He's a guy that's got some really good tools and I've always liked ever since he was in, in a ball, uh, I've liked Willie Calhoun. Uh, when he's in the Dodgers system. So, you know, he hasn't really figured it out at the major league level. He's with the Rangers for a little bit. Um, but uh, I, I put Calhoun first over Ortego and, and Hermosillo. He has more of a major league track record than those two guys. Um, yeah. But I think, again, like like we mentioned uh, with the starter front, that's kind of doomsday uh, situation if you have to call up Calhoun right now because, once again, that's another 40-man spot that has to be figured out. So, love, again, yeah. go over to the YouTube side. It's, it's way easier to, to understand what I'm saying uh, when yeah. you see it out in, in front of your face. But uh, that's the depth right now for the Yankees in the outfield. Yeah, I literally was going to I was going to add that, you know, if you see Ortega and Hermosillo, the Hermosillo, we're we're in trouble and, you know, just like Boyle and yeah, Spence. If yeah. you see those two guys, it's <laughs> it's bad at, at this point. You know, that's not to knock those players, obviously. No, uh, not at all. Know, Spence, Spence, Spence and Boyle uh, just got to AAA last year. Uh, Boyle did, I believe, pitch in 2021 with the Rail Riders. I think he actually started a uh, an eventual combined no hitter for the Rail Riders in 2021. If I'm not mistaken, uh, you can you can check me on that uh, if I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, the, those guys are are not exactly uh, who you're anticipating making it to the show this season, barring a, a really really big 2023. Um, but yeah, I mean Hermosillo, I don't believe has major league time. I think he might have some. I can't remember. He was originally in the Angels system. Um, he, he grew up through that system, and then I, I don't know much about Rafael Ortega. I know they've been playing uh, kind of intermittently at spring big league camp. Um, but those are just more so options. I think again, Cabrera Hicks flow is, is really what you're anticipating without and in the system anymore. Yeah. The only thing that scares me about this injury is Tyler glass. Now of the rays tweaked his oblique and he's going to be out six to eight weeks. And I know it's different when pitchers tweak their oblique just because of the motion of pitching and the motion of swinging is different, but you know, I remember there was a year when the Yankees had a lot of guys go out with oblique injuries. Um, we joked, my friends and I had this thing where we joked that the oblique was the new hamstring because there was another year where the Yankees had a ton of hamstring injuries. So, um, yeah, anytime I hear oblique, I, it's almost like I get PTSD. So I'm a little <laughs> worried about it. You, yeah, it's interesting you uh, compare those two parts of the body. They're actually pretty similar uh, your oblique and your hamstring are very tricky injuries, kind of like your like lower back injuries are tricky um, mm-hmm. because there's really not much you can do to those right. types of injuries. It's really just a wait and see. So th- I think that's the biggest scary part of this Bader thing is since it is the oblique, you really just got to wait until it stops hurting and then you test it. And then if it hurts, you got to stop. And if it doesn't, you keep playing, but you're always kind of thinking about it. So 
that that's a tricky thing. You know, it's like, oh, it's a wrist injury. You're like, okay, well, you just rate, you know, if you have to do surgery, you do surgery, you move on. Um, but, uh, you know, something like this, it, it is a little trickier. So um, I think they're doing the right thing by getting these tests done, not just let them try to play it, just like they're doing the right thing with uh, with Carlos. Um, so I think the Yankees uh, medical staff is doing a good job here. Should should be mentioned they're doing a good job. Yes, I agree. So it's Friday, and we had a fan ask a few questions in one question, and um, <laughs> he got he he got it in earlier in the week. ELT in Japan. Let me get my question for the week in and on the record. First part, who do you think is going to win the AL East this year and why? And is it going to be a contest between the Yankees and Toronto? Or is another team going to contend? And of course, why? And then the last is, why do you think that? <laughs> Feels like an <laughs> lot, essay question, a high school essay covering, question. Yeah, explain, explain, show Compare, your work. Compare, contrast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just a reminder to Locked On Yankees fans, don't forget, you can always send us your questions at Locked On Yankees, or you can drop it on our YouTube comments. And we usually put the, tw- uh, the like, post out on our YouTube side, like Wednesdays or Thursdays um, for your questions. So you can always do that. Um, and we're always keeping our eye on the comments. So thank you so much to everybody, by the way, everybody who's been nice. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, including ELT in Japan. Uh, your thoughts, Stacy? what do you think? Do you th- uh, quick, quick answer from my point? I think it's the Yankees division to lose. Yeah, I think so. I think it's theirs to lose again um, this season. And I feel like, yeah, Toronto's going to be there. The Rays are going to be there. Yeah, um, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's it. You know, I don't think the Red Sox are going to fall off as much as they did last year. I feel like they could be a little better than they were. Because, you know, when you look at the AL East as a whole, um, you know, the worst AL East team was better than some of the third place teams of other divisions. Like, it was just yeah. a really strange baseball season. <laughs> yeah. You know, the AL East is a really tough I mean, they say it every year, but it really is. And it's funny how it's, it's different. It seems to be different teams every year. You yeah. know, it's well, not I think always it's interesting this year that it's tough with really no one thinking much about Boston. Yeah. Like that's no, no knock to that organization, but I, I, it just doesn't seem like they made enough moves here in the off season. Like they're really anticipating Tristan Costas really taking off at first base and being a thump in the middle of the lineup. Yeah. Um, who knows about Justin Turner? I mean, fingers crossed that he's healthy. Like that was a really scary moment the other day. If you yeah. missed that, he got hit in the face with a pitch. Very scary moment. Um, glad to see he's okay. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, and you know, Kike out there doing what Kike does. So, but as far as the full depth and and what they're planning in Boston, it seems like a soft rebuild. Um, yeah, you know, getting rid of kind of well, not getting rid of, but allowing Bogarts to sign with the Padres yeah yeah <laughs> endeavors coming blow. back is like I, I always find it weird being like oh they signed so and so it's like well Devers was already there like it's not really a signing like it's it feels strange in that regard but um yeah yeah I I, I still think yeah I think it's the Yankees to lose um I think so too. yeah I think Toronto's gonna be good Toronto's been good and they you know I, I think Kevin Biggio still has a, a bigger leap to make yes. um I think he's I think he's a fine ball player, but I mean, he was a great minor leaguer um, and he just really hasn't like excelled, excelled at the major league level yet. So I, I'm anticipating Kevin Biggio uh, could have a pretty decent year. Um, and as so long as Vladdy's okay by opening day, um, which I think, 
I think they're earmarking him. I don't know how much to read into this, how serious this was, but Vladdy posted on his Instagram story that like uh, like a fan-made art thing that said he was ready. Like, I'll see you in the second round for the WBC. So Hmm. I think he might be, I think he might be out of pull play potentially. That's just based on that. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It was, yeah, it it was in Spanish, but uh, it was, I was (laughs) like, I guess he's playing in the second round. I don't think that's news. Like no one said anything. Um, But anyway, yeah. Yeah, Thanks for your question. Yeah. I feel that with Toronto, um, and I, I mentioned this already about them. They started off the year kind of rough last year. And I don't feel like they played up to their potential in the first half. And they kind of got things going in the second half. But there was too much of a hole for them to make up against the Yankees. And, you know, I know the playoff loss was hard for them. But that's a good lesson to learn. Because a lot of teams like to come back from bad playoff losses. And you have that under your belt. You have that experience. And I feel like Toronto is going to be a tough second yeah. Like, it's not going to yeah. be where the Yankees have a very comfortable lead. I almost feel like it's going to be that 2012 where Baltimore was on the Yankees' heels for the last month. And it was almost like tie, first place, tie, first place. And then they ended up playing in the division series. And it was one of the last crazy years for the Yankees before they started getting better again. So yeah. I can I can envision that happening, actually. Uh, and then our last question of the day here. Uh, just come on, man. Uh, when is the riot planned for Boone? When Boone <laughs> names IKF the opening day starter at short, we'll bring orange slices. That's from Locked On MLB Prospects, our friend Lindsay. Um, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. There ain't no riots. Oh, nah. here. No, actually, let me let me rephrase that. We will not be participating in any riots. No, we won't be. I'll say it here. IKF's fine. He's fine. I've said it to you in confidence. Yell at me all you want. <laughs> With the rest of the thump in the Yankees lineup, it's fine. Yeah. This is it's a holdover. It's it's just buying time. That's no knock on Isaiah Kiner Falefa. I think he's but a good But that's basically dude. what they got him for, and they admitted that's what they got yes. him for. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fine. It's fine. Look how much yeah. he won the AL East by last year. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Peraz is coming. <laughs> Volpe's coming. Relax. They're coming. It's okay. It's okay. Come on. Right here. Right here. Lay on my shoulder. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So next week, we already mentioned this on Thursday show, but you can mention it again. Where are you going to be? I'm going to the WBC, baby. I will be (laughs) heading out. If you are watching this in the afternoon on Friday, I am on my way to Phoenix. So I will be uh, heading out to Phoenix. Uh, in case you don't know, I live in California. Uh, in case I haven't mentioned that yet, uh, I live out in Southern California. So I will be heading out to Phoenix, and I will bring you all the news from the World Baseball Classic. Team USA, who beat up on the Angels on Thursday, lost their opener, by the way. Very strange. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, very exciting. I'm, I'm loving the WBC so far, man. It's great. And, yeah. of course, we'll talk Yankees. Don't worry. We'll, we'll see what Glaber is up to this weekend because he'll start pool play in Miami. So that's going to be yeah. a good bracket. Watch out for that bracket. 
Yeah, it'll be fun next week. So uh, thank you guys for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Matt and Dom as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies every day. Find it wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gatsoulias, and we'll see you next week.